0: Youngberg, he's got the better of Terry, Freddie Youngberg! Oh, and that might drop for Melberg here, he's got time, and he'll use it to perfection.
1: To Larson, oh, that was a magical Manchester United goal. It's Elmander, he wants somebody running off it.
0: Ball in towards Elanga Edmund now from distance.
1: Oh, sensational! And he squares it, and Kulosevsky taps it in.
0: Ibrahimovic.
1: Ibrahimovic, oh wow!
0: He is different class.
1: Premier Swedes. Name Anders Limpar. Age 56
0: clubs you played for in england
1: started off to play for arsenal from 90 90 to 94 i played for everton football club 94 to 97 and a brief spell uh, with birmingham city Uh, i was on loan uh, from everton to birmingham Um, i was there for three months
0: Um, Anders, your route, if you like, to England was a little bit different from most Swedes. So most young players today will go there as youth professionals, and that. But you came from a period as a professional in Italy. How did th- that move come about?
1: It came about because uh, we went down when I played in Serie A, uh, 89-90 with the Cremonese. Uh, we we were we were a good team, but uh, not good enough. So we went down, and I had a couple of offers from. Uh, from Germany and, and to stay in Italy from Genoa and uh, the mighty Arsenal came in um, uh, so I went over to London and signed a four years contract four years deal with them uh, at the time uh, and I was kind of proud to to uh, for for Arsenal to come in uh, to, to come in for me but I've heard that Steve Burton over two years had had been watched me <laughs> watching me uh, playing for for Sweden on the 21 and for the national side so uh, they actually um, scouted me for two years. So um, at that time, 1990, uh, Mr Graham, he wanted three players, a goalkeeper, a centre-half and a winger. And uh, that's what, when my name came up. So uh, I signed four years for Arsenal. Mm.
0: Um, you were telling me just before, uh, when we were having something to eat there, that you were looked after by a certain Irish centre-back when you arrived in <laughs> London. Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yes, uh, the, the one and only David O'Leary. Uh, he's the the swedish gentleman you can ever meet he, he is a soft person he is a gentleman uh, and he lived near cockfusters um and uh i stayed uh, at the hotel near cockfusters because we were quite close the hotel was was quite close to the um, to london Colney, so every morning David Leary, he picked me up we we drove to to uh, the training at London Colney, and he drew me back after practice. So uh, he has uh, been like a second father to me my first couple of months at Arsenal and I'm very very grateful that he, he took care of me.
0: <clears throat> not everybody in England and certainly not everybody at Arsenal was as sweet as what David O'Leary was. At that time you would have had Tony Adams was there, Steve Bold, Nigel Winterburn, Lee Dixon, they were tough men. What was it like the first couple of times you trained with them?
1: Yeah, when I played in Italy, obviously uh, th- that was the biggest league you can ever play down at the time. The, all the big stars and and England uh, back in the days uh, from uh, late eighties to 90s they were weren't the biggest league in in, in Europe. Uh, so uh, I've heard that it was tough, it was brutal, uh, sometimes brutal football and uh, one root football, kick it long, you put in the channels. And I came from like a technical football uh, playing in Italy uh so uh my first thought i'm g- am i going to play for for arsenal in 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 the barclays league i mean i'm not suitable for that you know is mm. so they're going to kick me to pieces and that's what they did uh the first couple of training <laughs> sessions especially steve bold and 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 um tony adams uh, they wanted to kick me to kick the <laughs> shit out of me actually to be fair so uh what i recall i remember uh that were our training sessions were much, much harder than the actual game was Mm. back in that day. But uh, the first couple of weeks, they really tried to kick me, to to welcome me to to England. Uh, And uh, I was glad that I came straight into that kind of football because they wanted to prove that, can you handle this, mate? You can handle the the games. Mm. Because to play uh, against uh, Chelsea, Manchester United, Liverpool away, they kick you to... I mean, they—they they they were brutal. Mm. The football was actually brutal. So uh, that was good for me to to came to come straight into that kind of physical game. So uh, I lo- uh, I was I was a quick learner, and <laughs> all due to to Steve Bolden and, and to uh, Tony Adams.
0: Did you have to change the way you played? Because, like you say, you were a technical player. And in Italy, and certainly when you played in Sweden and in the under-21 team, you had a lot more time on the ball because you were one of the best players in the pitch. But here you're coming to England where it's physical. It's like, I don't care how much time you need. If you don't get rid of that ball, you're going up in the air, So
1: Exactly. Uh, it was like that, exactly as you describe it. Because... Um, I had to change my, my game totally because when I sat with Mr. Graham and my agent, Hauge at the time to sign a contract, uh, I, I was like a, a good mid, midfield, midfield player in the centre center midfield, running the show like, like a playmaker. Yeah. And I said, uh, am I going to play in, in, in the middle for, for Arsenal? And he said, no, 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 no. You're going to play on the wing. I, I need you to go down the wing and cross the balls to our forwards. And I said, no, that, that, that's not my game. I, my game is to be in the central and, and, and playmaker. If you want to come to Arsenal, you're going to play on the wing. <laughs> so I have no choice. So that was the first step uh, he, he changed me. And then he said, uh, you can't play in the, in the center, uh, center of the pitch because you're not a tackler. You can't tackle mm. guys. Uh, you, you need to be on the ball. And uh, to be, I'm going to place you on the wing because you have a little bit more time to be a winger than in the center off because you need to be really, really tough. Yeah. So he changed that. And um, back in the days uh, from 9 to 94, we were very, very good footballers, mm. but we weren't allowed to, to pass the ball more than three, four times. Mm. Uh, we needed to, to put it straight up to, to uh, Kevin Campbell, uh, 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 Alan Smith, and, and uh, Ian uh, after, after that, Ian Wright. Yeah. And they're gonna play it back to the to the wingers. You have a shot or you have a cross. Yeah. And I was not used to that kind of a play because in England, compared to Italy, it, probably three four times worth. I mean, it was so quick. The football was so so quick. Yeah. Uh, in Italy, you had time on the ball. You yeah. have, you, you can think what well, you're gonna have to do or what do, uh, you the next pass. But in England. It went so quick. Yeah. So he wanted me on the wing, be on the ball, quick crosses, have a shot. Mm. Uh, so uh, I actually had to, to change my whole uh, personality uh, when it comes to physical football and tactical football and technical football. Mm. So I, I was definitely a, a totally different footballer when I came to, to Arsenal mm. uh, from, from Italy.
0: Mm. Um, you had great success there and one of the reasons you're sitting here on this podcast is because you won the Premier League there with Arsenal what was that team like because you just went through some of the players there were some very hard men there but there were some great goal scorers Kevin Campbell mm-hmm. Smudger Smith You had Ian Wright was in there yeah. so what was it like I mean as you're the guy trying to create for them right so you're getting out to the wing and it wasn't like okay I'm just going to put this in the mixer or was it okay I know who's coming to the first post I know who's going to the back post mm-hmm. here
1: yeah, uh, first of all, I have to say I'm, I'm so proud. I'm, I'm honoured to, to have played for Arsenal at that time because wh- wherever you looked, you had a, an international player We were playing for England. We, uh, uh, Mr. Graham, he bought David Seaman, who was one of his best signings ever. We had the famous back four with uh, Nigel Winterburn, Steve Bold, Tony Adams and, and Lee Dixon. I mean, I haven't seen a back four like that since I don't think anybody since has. ever yeah. uh, I mean they have like 14-15 trophies together and then we had the hard man working in the middle uh, Tony uh, sorry M- Michael Thomas and Paul Davis mm-hmm. who actually were skillful players as well as good tacklers and and, and being good on the ball we had a couple of good wingers me myself and and uh, Paul Merson mm-hmm. uh, we had the Perry Groves who now and then and the guys up front, um, Kevin Campbell. Uh, you had um, uh, Alan Smith, uh, and then after a couple of ESE and Wright. You had David uh, David Hilly in the middle. Mm-hmm. So I mean, in my opinion, we were we were a complete team. Yeah. I mean, we were actually very, very, very good together. Mm-hmm. And all they had to do, they were w- the back four and the two centre halves as uh, two centre midfields, They wanted to defend. Mm-hmm. And give the ball to us, uh, attacking wingers and and top top two mm. uh, forwards up front. So um, we were much much better footballer than we proved at the time, yeah. uh, because we we were actually suited to to English football better than we thought. But mm. uh, uh, I'm honoured because that team there was something else. I mean, we we lost one game the first season against Chelsea away. Which was uh, an offside goal, by the way. <laughs> we're not we letting that one, two, one go. oh yeah. uh, <laughs> no, no, we lost two-one, and it was definitely offside. But um, to to lose one game in that environment uh, that that is something else, and I'm so proud I played for Arsenal.
0: Um, you were also a team that was known for not backing down. And there was a certain incident against Manchester United uh, that resulted in a points deduction. Can you tell me about the row that broke out between you and the United players?
1: Yeah, as I told you, um, when I come to, to Arsenal, the, the the training sessions, they were so hard. It's unbelievable. Mm. Uh, they actually tri- tried to kick you, and uh, you need to be quick, and uh, you need to be suitable for that uh, English game. And uh, Mr Graham, he, was always, he wanted to have characters. <laughs> and i found out straight away that I- if i'm going to play for this team i can't back down mm. and i'm not a hard tackling player or, or uh, i was the first one to run away when it was a brawl or whatever can mm. kind of we chicken if you can say chicken <laughs> sweep? <laughs> uh, i want to have the ball and nice uh, pace on the ball whatever but i learned quite quick to to be um, uh, to take care of myself uh, because the tackling so flying everywhere mm. And then it's a high-profile game, a hype game to play against Man United Old Trafford. And oh, believe me, the the, uh, the pace and and the uh, uh, the play we uh, played against they were so tough and hard and good on the ball, and whatever. But they were unbelievable, United at that time. And of of course, the tacklings were flying everywhere. I r- I remember one tackle that. Uh, Nigel winterburn he was so stupid he, he was flying in he was actually <laughs> flying into with a tackle w- w- which is, is a red card back in the day it was nothing yeah and when he was in, yeah exactly <laughs> when he was on the floor i i think it was brian mclair at the time who, who kicked him in the back three <laughs> four times and i was just behind him i, I just tried to push him away to yeah. be honest and he's st- he stood a kick Nigel on the floor my, my mate uh, so actually I actually hit him with with my, my elbow. So I, I, I put my elbow straight in the face, and uh, which I've never ever done. I never done after that, <laughs> just to, to get him away from Nigel. And then the big brawl started. Paul Ince was chasing me, and Mark Hughes came in. Ferguson and Graham, everybody was fighting okay. uh, because Giggs, every, everybody was fighting. O'Leary come up from the bench and ever whatever. whatever uh no one nobody wants to back down believe me nobody uh they were hard man. we were even harder they had roy Keane back in the time he was the toughest ever uh, we managed to win 1-0 but the big winner after the game was liverpool because they deducted one two points from arsenal and one point from from uh, united that's not what you want uh, or what you need when you're in the title race for Liverpool but uh, from what I've heard uh, the big rivalry between United and Arsenal started at that brawl uh, I'm not proud to start that brawl at whatever, but I'm proud to start that rivalry <laughs> yeah. uh, be, be between one or two of the, the mightiest clubs in, in English history. You see all
0: that video nowadays of Roy Keane talking to Patrick Vieira, mm. and it all has the roots in you throwing an elbow at Brian McClure. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, as I said, I, I, I'm not honoured <laughs> at all. Uh, I'm honoured to be mentioned <clears throat> from his mouth, to believe me, but uh, it all started there because uh, I I told myself, I'm not going to back down. Mm. I'm not going to back down, believe me. Uh, after that, I, I was flying in with tackles. I got re- uh, yellow cards and, and a red card uh, as well. Mm. I had to change my game to, to be an Arsenal player. Um, and I did. I won five trophies in four years, so obviously it was a good change. Mm.
0: Um, When you've mentioned so far in this conversation You mentioned George Graham You still call him Mr. Graham But things went sour between you And you ended up moving to Everton How did that come about? How disappointed were you That such a successful time of Arsenal Had to come to an end?
1: Yeah, I I have never ever followed out with Mr. Graham uh, Myself He was a a hardcore manager He uh, demanded the players to be 100% fit 100% 100% uh, devoted to the game. Uh, he, uh, he, uh, he wanted us to never, ever uh, be 95%. He wanted us to be 100%. Even after many of the games we played, we were often 1 or 2 or 2-1 two, or 3-1 up uh, at halftime. He slagged us off to, to bits and pieces mm. because he didn't want us to re- be relaxed. After the game, we we could relax. So uh, when we were two-nil up uh, at uh, Highbury against the team, he slagged us off. You won't believe. <laughs> and Anders, you only have had two assists this half. I will take you off if you don't produce a goal or assist anymore. Oh, you're a disgrace for this club. I'm going to sell you and blah 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 blah. And I thought to myself, what, what's going on here? I, I have I play great and I set up two goals and. Afterwards, I realized that uh, he he um, wanted us to to not relax, mm. and that's a good thing uh, from the manager. And after that, four years, uh, my contract was was um, was up. Uh, my uh, I was close to my to, to uh, for my contract to be ended. Uh, uh, March we coming up to March. It's like a big window. Mm. Me and my, my agent went up to, to Graham and, and said that uh, we would love to, sal- li- li- love to sal- sign another four, four years for Arsenal. And he just uh, told us that, uh, Anders, I don't have a place for you in the side anymore. And I said, OK, uh, five trophies in four years, that's, that's, that is not, not good enough for you. Yeah. And I said, no, I have a, had a, a, a tremendous offer from Manchester uh, City. So I would like you to go to and and listen to that uh, uh, offer because uh, you you're not going to play for Arsenal anymore. And I was like, I was devastated because I would love to stay. My family was happy there. Yeah. <coughs> I was happy. I loved my teammates, and uh, and there were no fu- There were there was no future for me, mm. uh, even though I would love to sign another ten years for Arsenal at, yeah. at that time. And uh, so I have never ever Falled out with Mr. Graham To be honest uh, He didn't want me there Because he After the years gone by He got more and more defensive yeah. More and more defensive He had Ian Wright He, he relied on uh, Ian Wright to score But he wanted to have Nine defenders an Ian Wright And a goalkeeper mm-hmm. So he he sold off that good team to, to So it's not it's not um, fun to talk about because we had a, one of the best eras ever yeah. at Arsenal and at Premier League. So to uh, answer that question, I have never fallen out with Mr. Graham. I am actually liked him because he forced me to be the good player I was yeah. back at the time uh, because I was never, ever relaxed.
0: Yeah. When did Everton come in? <coughs> for you, did you hear that, okay, you, because you didn't go to Manchester City, that much is obvious. Yeah. So you didn't like what you saw there and chose yeah. Everton instead.
1: The thing was, uh, when I said, uh, okay, Mr. Graham, uh, we will go up to listen to that offer at uh, Manchester City. And I, I put my hand yeah. forward and, and I said, uh, Mr. Graham, I would like to thank you uh, for this four years. He just turned around, span on, on his... He uh, didn't sh- shake your hand He right? didn't even shake my hand. And that, that uh, I I, um, I feel sorry to say that because uh, I uh, I admire him as a, as a person and mm-hmm. as, as a coach as a trainer whatever um, for some reason he was a, a, a crewman mm. and uh, we went up to uh, to Manchester half the way uh, Mike Walker phone to my agent and I said ah, oh listen it's Anders release from Arsenal I, if you go to City you have to come to Liverpool I would love to talk to you before you do anything
0: because mm. Mike was in charge of Everton at that time yes yeah?
1: Mike Walker was charged at Everton at that time uh, we, <laughs> n- we went up to, for, uh, up to City it was a good offer we went to to Liverpool to have a chat with Mr Walker there uh, and I decided to to sign for Everton because uh, what he told me and uh, and said to me was exactly the the football I wanted to play. Yeah. Uh, and it didn't uh, help that I was like I've been an Evertonian since I was. Uh, Ten years old, mm-hmm. uh, so that was my well, my favorite team. So I signed for for Everton for three years.
0: Yeah. And wh- who was in? I'm trying to remember back to who was in the squad there in 1994, 95 in Everton. There was a couple of great players, Duncan Ferguson. Who oh, we we, we had
1: we had an unbelievable team. We had never Southall in goal. We had Dave Watson, uh, the, the centre back. Yeah. Centre back, the good captain. We had Matt Jackson. We had uh, Dave um, David Arnsworth yeah. We had the what they call the dogs of war in the middle. Jon Ebrol, Barry Horn, Joe Yo- 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 Parkinson. I was playing on the left after half a year. Um, uh, uh, Andre Kanchelskis came in from Manchester United. Yeah, League. we had uh, Paul Wright up up front. We had yeah. Graham Stewart, the, the good goalscorer. Yeah. And after I, I think it was six months or whatever, we uh, took two players on loan from um, from Glasgow Rangers. I can't remember what his name, a little midfielder. So Barry Ferguson was it? No, no, no uh, I I Ian something. Or uh, he was a Scottish international, and Duncan Ferguson. They went on loan. Big dunk, yeah. Big dunk, yes. And uh, the other guy, I can't remember. It's a shame I can't remember his name because he was a good player. Yeah, you will definitely know when when uh, when I. Uh, say you the name but uh, duncan signed for for everton and that was that's one of the biggest best signings they have done for for years and icon. listen to that team i mean uh, we won the um, fa cup and the charity shield with mm-hmm. that team in my opinion in, in my opinion we needed a, a really good centre half to be uh, uh, competing with david Antwerd and and david watson at yeah. the back then we had a complete team. We, we came sixth in the, in the Premier League. We won the uh, FA Cup and the Charity Shield. Uh, so that, that was a hell of a team. A hell of a team.
0: If you had to choose, which was the bigger
1: achievement? Winning the league with Arsenal or
0: winning the FA Cup? Because like you say, you've been an Everton fan since you were 10 years mm. old. So which was bigger for you?
1: In afterhand, to to if you stand outside and look at Arsenal with the players, that's a good Big achievement, mm. but it, it's twice as good to to win the FA Cup with that team we had at Everton. Yeah. There weren't so many high profile players as we had at Arsenal, with uh, three, four, five players playing for England. We have uh, a couple of players playing for the national side, like Duncan for Scotland, mm. and, um, and the and the Hillscliff playing for for England and now and then. Obviously, big Neville playing for Wales uh, yeah. and a few more but when it comes to big achievements I have to say that winning the FA Cup with Everton uh, it's a much much bigger achievement than winning the league with Arsenal at that time
0: mm. I mean Arsenal was kind of expected but Everton were coming out of the pack exactly. to win the FA Cup and um, we were talking a little bit earlier on about that English football was different then, right? This was before Arsene Wenger and pasta for lunch every day and that yes. kind of thing. What was the drinking culture like at the two clubs when you were there?
1: The drinking cl- cult- uh, culture in, in whole England was uh, what they been brought up to. I mean, it was, was nothing new for them uh, to be uh, in the pub after uh, training sessions. I don't say anything about that because the, that was the culture. Uh, did, you, did you go with them? No, because I'm I'm not uh, a drinker at that time. I have a funny story when I went out with the, my my teammates the first uh, after the first couple of games and we went to the pub and and I said uh, I don't drink beer and the whole place just s- stopped <laughs> and I said is he fucking kidding that boy? <laughs> Tony was, Adams going uh, fuck uh, is w- the matter with w- you <laughs> what's going on here I said no I don't drink beer. And uh, I was quite successful uh, my first couple of months that I was not scoring goals, so we w- winning the game. So they had the respect for that. Yeah. Uh, so after um, five, six games, I didn't. I stopped go out with them uh, at the club. So, But uh, to answer you, your question, um, that was the thing from what, what I've heard, 70s, 80s, and the 90s. It was a drinking culture. Uh They didn't know anything else than that. Uh, They were unbelievable football players anyhow. Mm. Uh, It started to change when uh, Arsene Wenger came into Arsenal and swapped the whole thing from from being drinking culture, eating right, and and training much, much harder. Mm. So I don't say anything about that drinking culture because... That's that's just the way it has been, uh, as you know, uh, as a Brit uh, from from early uh, early age. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's that's what it was. But
0: uh, Arsenal had a reputation, obviously, because you had Tony Adams there, Ray Parler, Paul Merson. They've all spoken about their problems with alcohol. Was Everton a similar culture, or was it just that you know Arsenal were more in the papers for
1: what? Not happened? not as heavy. Yeah. not even close as heavy drinker. As them three you uh, have mentioned, yeah. uh, obviously uh, the players like to have a pint, <laughs> by all means, but they didn't go uh, as crazy as uh, some of the uh, players at Arsenal did. Mm. But uh, when you look at the football side of it, uh, after really really heavy drinking sessions back uh, at Arsenal at that time, you couldn't. Y- they were running. You run the park. They yeah. were so fit, you can believe. Paul Merson, Tony Adams, and the rest. They were so fit. They'd run they, they run all day. They run all day. We were the rest of us. We were, we weren't even close. Yeah. So you, you can uh, imagine that uh, for for them it didn't have a uh, anything to do with alcohol. Yeah. Uh, even they were drunk three <laughs> twice uh, a week. Yeah. Um, at Everton, the, we weren't drunk. Uh, as uh, some of the also players, but they, they drank yeah. and they could run the whole day long as well. So the whole drinking culture, the the way of living in Britain at that time, that was just what they were made of. Yeah. And I loved to play with the, with the British player because they were so hard, they were running, they were good footballers, they were good tacticals. So uh, I'm, I'm actually blessed to play played the, with British players mm. early 90s.
0: Who was the best player that you played with in your time in the Premier League?
1: <clears throat> I have to, I have to, oh, I have to mention three players straight away, and I can't select them. It has to be three number ones. Okay. Yeah, it's Ian Wright, it's Andre Kanchelsky's and, and it's Neville Southall. Uh, them three. F- f- fuck me. Sorry, <laughs> uh, sorry. but they, they were so. Damn good!
0: It's very unusual to hear somebody pick a goalkeeper ah, as one man. of their top
1: players. What made Neville so special? To to play in front of Neville, who saved us game after game after game, and he was so humble. Yeah, he he is the definitely the sweetest person I've met in my life. When it comes to to footballers, my teammates, uh, he I, I I I saw up to him. Mm-hmm. He was there like seven thirty in the morning. Mm. Training with the with the kids, he trained with us from ten to twelve, whatever it was. He stayed to have a like a, a shooting session, a goalkeeping uh, sessions with, with the young guys coming in afternoon. So he was there from seven thirty to four o'clock every, every day. day. Wow. He was he is the the best professional man player you can ever meet. Yeah. He's he's ooh, he's my idol. He's
0: your idol? Yes. yes. Ian Wright is another player you mentioned there. I once played with a Danish footballer called Thomas Frost. And what I loved about Thomas was, it didn't matter how bad the pass I hit was, mm. Thomas would always make it look brilliant. Was it the same with Ian Wright? Because you could just put the ball in the box and he'd go get it, right? Yeah,
1: and uh, nothing comes uh, natural. You have to practice. Ian yeah. Wright and I stayed off to practice 20 minutes, 25 minutes, half an hour after every practice, sometimes 20 minutes. I knocked 20 balls in, he knocked them in. Uh, sometimes uh, David Seaman w- was there as well uh, in goal, and, and he wanted me to put them in every angle mm-hmm. that it was. And uh, we were practicing a lot Coming uh, for me coming on the right wing, on the left wing. Which position I was in, I'm going to be here. Mm. Uh, and when you do that, I'm trying to be here. So I know actually, to be honest with you, I know exactly every game where Ian was at the pitch. Yeah, And I love to put the ball into Ian Wright, believe me, uh, because I was not a, a good goal scorer myself. I knocked a few in, 20, 25, 30 goals in. You in. tend to go for the spectacular ones as well, did not you? Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't a good goal scorer. I was good to mm. putting guys in mm. to make assists. So nothing comes natural um and I we practice a lot I I made uh, many many goals free and right as well but that that was due to practice Cut. and and I have to say tell you that this one as well when when the ball didn't ca- come to him he could slag me off <laughs> believe me after the games before the games I practice after the games during he, the he, game, wanted that ball, he, uh? he wanted that ball because he was a natural goal scorer yeah. he slagged me off in a good way yeah. uh Telling me uh, that uh, I'm, I'm here, I'm a goal gold scorer. You pass to me, in a good way, yeah. and uh, I learned that. Too, too, that he, his word was the word.
0: Andre Kanchelskis is one of those guys that there's been so many great players over the last three decades at Manchester United that he's almost forgotten. But when he came to to United first, he was a revelation yeah. as being this guy who could play on the wing. And then when he came to Everton, he got a new lease of life. Mm-hmm. What was it like to play with him? You know, one of you on each wing.
1: First of all, I have to say n- nobody can s- even say that he was not a good good uh, football player. Incredible, yeah. incredible. He, he cannot be forgotten at uh, United at Everton. When he came to us, he he was the missing piece. Actually, um, he he was so good. He scored 16 goals his first season, whatever. Mm-hmm. We had a good uh, uh, combination. Me and 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 Andre uh, we swapped sides sometimes, but. He had two good feats. He mm. can score for, with his left peg and then his le- right peg. Uh, he, he had pace you would never have seen before. Mm. So and he was a good teammate and he was my roommate. Uh, oh, was uh, he? Yeah, yeah, for two years. So yeah. the silly foreigners have to be in one room, they said. That's so the way it works. Uh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the way it works. So... Uh, uh, he's a good friend of mine.
0: Coming towards the end of your time in England then you found yourself at Birmingham City. Now unfortunately you didn't play too many games for mm-hmm. Birmingham City but mm-hmm. do you feel sort of as appreciated in Birmingham because the fans I've spoken to there seem to like you.
1: Yeah uh, it was kind of a, f- a funny strange story because uh, at the end of my contract at Everton I went to sign a new one but uh, Joe Royal there he uh, didn't want me to sign or Everton want me to sign I was still a professional uh, playing for Sweden I want to play for Sweden and I said can I go on loan because I, I don't want to be on the bench or playing in the reserves so I went to Birmingham um, uh, to play for Birmingham uh, it's a shame it didn't uh, be more games than it was I can't mm. remember was it five, six, seven games yeah. or whatever? No, it's whatever only a handful yeah. the only handful and uh, I'm not sure because my mind wasn't right at Mm -hmm. that time. I want to play for Everton. Uh, So my loan spell, I regret it because I should have been much, much better for Birmingham. Mm -hmm. It was a good club. Uh, Trevor Francis uh, was the manager. And uh, obviously, as much as um, David O'Lear have done for me at Arsenal, Steve Bruce did for me at at Birmingham. He was a good friend. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was a gentleman. He was a true professional. Uh, So it's a shame. I only played a a handful games uh, with Birmingham. I wish it was uh, a couple of more, but after my loan spell uh, ended up, I I want to sign for Everton. Yeah. But uh, they said no, so I went back to Sweden after that. Yeah. And I, when I came back to Sweden, I played one year, and then when I, I went abroad again to play in America, you're
0: in Colorado, right? In you, Colorado,
1: know? yeah. But I wanted to play another three, four years with, with Everton, hmm. and that was a shame. I something I regret that I didn't uh, pushed it yeah. to sign or, or with less salary, or whatever, because I loved it. Hmm. I played for for Everton uh, at that time with my my teammates. Um, I was uh, happy at Southport. Mm. Everything was running f- smoothly for us. We had a great team, yeah. but he sold out that whole team for some reason. Yeah, I think it's a lot of Everton fans look uh, back at that as,
0: bad, as a bad time. You know, uh, that was the end of the glory years. Yeah, really. tell
1: yeah. me about it because uh, we need a, three, four signings. We we mm. we we have been up there for sure. Mm. Believe me. To. To run for the title, mm. for for the for the Premier League, mm. uh, but that was, was wasn't wasn't to happen. Uh, I was proud with my three years, uh, but uh, I regret that the, my loan spell at Birmingham didn't go as I wished. Um, if you look back over you, you
0: had seven brilliant seasons In the Premier League With Arsenal you had Any amount of trophies Both with Arsenal And with Everton Winning the FA Cup there Who was the best player You played against In that time Which right back Gave you nightmares on
1: it Oh uh, Tony Di Rigo Playful Leeds, Leeds yeah. He, he uh, was a player I, never, I I don't think I ever passed him. <laughs> he never got by. Him. He had me in his front pocket <laughs> every game. So it was that Beckham thing
0: where you don't want You just put the cross in yeah. before he comes
1: to you. <laughs> Tony DiRig, I have to say, he was the the best opponent I have ever played against. Wow. He he was running the show. He was as quick or, or even quicker than me. And mm-hmm. I believed on my pace when I when mm-hmm. I was playing. He was he, he was very good. I never never uh, passed him, but. To play against uh, Cantona, uh, Alan Shearer. Yeah. Uh, obviously, early, early, early stage to to, to be honored to play against the mighty Paul Gascoigne. Oh, yeah. he was a, f- a fucking prospect. <laughs> um, uh, I'm honored to have played For, for Against uh, Ian Rush Even though we, mm-hmm. he, we didn't meet Meet Yeah That's good But uh, Steve McManaman McMahon- At yeah. that time He He was lightning uh, Who else Um Newcastle at that time uh, with Les Ferdinand and Andy Cole up front.
0: The great Kevin Keegan team. Oh, they were so good. Robert Lee, John Beresford. Oh,
1: Robert Lee, he, he was good. Uh, yeah. He hasn't got his, as much credit uh, as I want him was to have. Philippe Albert, the Belgian. Philippe Albert, yeah. And obviously, um, uh, the flamboy guy, Frenchman, uh, playing for Newcastle. Uh, oh, David Ginola. Uh, David Ginola, what, what a player. player. So, I mean, uh, all... These kind of legends. Uh, if, if you
0: had to pick one of them to play with, one Premier League player that you didn't play with that you'd love to have played alongside, who would you pick?
1: Um, oh, uh, I would have picked, uh, let me see, uh, Alan Shearer. Well, what a team that would have been. Even though Kevin Campbell and Alan Smith have the, uh, the the most respect in my heart as yeah. a goal scorer they, were, they weren't even close to Alan Shearer to mm. so have uh, Alan Shearer in Ian Ryan up front uh, you, I mean yeah. y- you can you can only see wh- what they were going to do in games so uh, I have to say Alan Shearer because he um, in, my, in my opinion was a, uh, the true professional mm. he could score goals for fun Yeah. Uh, so I, w- I would love uh, I would have picked uh, Alan Shearer if you look back
0: on your time in England, Anders, there was an awful lot of high points there. There was a few low points as well. But what are you most proud of from all the time you spent <coughs> in England?
1: The most proud uh, I was that like, like I was cope with the coping with the uh, the hard physical game of it in my first season. Uh, I scored like thirteen goals and set up twenty four goals or whatever it was. Wow. Uh, as a mighty number uh, in my first season, won the Premier League. Um, uh, that, that That's obviously the heights uh, and obviously w- winning the FA Cup with Everton uh, and with that team. The low, the low points uh, was the, my, my two endings at mm-hmm. the, the team. 93-94 season, for some reason, he didn't play me mm-hmm. after a couple of good great seasons I had before. Uh, so I ended up uh, on, on a bad note. Actually, I played nine, ten games for Arsenal, which uh, could easily have been uh, all of them. Mm. But uh, he wanted to have uh, other wingers who were who much better defensive-wise than I was. Mm. My my last uh, time at Everton wasn't the best either. But who have great times all, uh, every time. Yeah. I mean, uh, you need to be bad sometimes as well. And, and uh, even those signing a new contract or whatever. Mm. So... Uh, I'm very proud of my my seasons 1991 and 94 95, uh, and I'm not so happy with my endings like 94. And ninety-seven with the, with Arsenal and Everton, mm. that's that's my high and lows. Yeah. Um,
0: you obviously were part of the Swedish team that came third of the World Cup. You came back here. You managed to get Aik here in Stockholm. Mm. Won the league there. Won the double there. Yes. Got them into the Champions League. So yeah. your football career has been very long and very rich. Mm. What's your relationship to English football now? Do you still watch Everton when they're playing?
1: I watch Arsenal and Everton uh, as often as I, as I can. Um... Uh, Sometimes I'm working for Arsenal Foundation. It's a charity organization. We mm-hmm. uh, we are traveling around the world, playing games, collecting money—a lot of money, charity-wise—to to, to children in need. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have another organization up in Liverpool um, for Everton, uh, which includes mental uh, instability, mm-hmm. mental health. Uh, so we collect money for for people in in need in that uh, sense it's called the everton in community uh so that that's uh, what i've um i'm doing for the two clubs actually being an ambassador uh, when it comes to charity work so uh, uh before the pandemic i was traveling frequently to to england to to arsenal and to everton i still have a, a lot of friends uh, working for the club I think it's five, six uh, players which I played with uh, working for Arsenal Mm. and obviously doing uh, TV works and and radios and uh, uh, some of my friends are still working for for Everton as well so um, uh, I haven't been over for two and a half years for for obviously reasons Mm. uh, with the pandemic but uh, when this is over I will definitely um, love to to go uh, and watch Arsenal and Everton
0: Um, As I said to you before this conversation You you were an icon to me Because you were one of the very few uh, Foreigners to begin with But one of the very few Swedes who played it How would you like to be remembered in English football?
1: Uh, I would like to be remembered As a a player who gave everything For my two teams uh, Arsenal and Everton Uh, In my opinion If you look at uh, The whole spell with Arsenal I was great uh the whole spell with uh, everton i was great even if i had highs and lows obviously mm-hmm. as as uh, rest of the players have in in, in, in the world ups and downs uh, i have to be uh, i would like to be remembered as a player who gave everything for for the batch when i was playing there I
0: think not only will be, you be remembered as somebody who gave everything from the badge when you were playing there but you're still giving back to those two communities yes. in Liverpool and in London and you're still giving back to this podcast Anders yes. Limpath thanks so much for talking
1: I'm to me I'm blessed thank you very much Philip thank you
0: you can support this show at patreon.com forward slash in Stockholm voiceover by Danny Robbins artwork by Peter Murphy